Academy episode 21. Uh, because I don't like to waste time. Greg knows uh, me very well in regards to my personal life. And there are things that have just put me in a position of understanding the value of time, understanding that, you know, hey, if something doesn't work, you learn from it and you move on. You do something different. Don't get stuck in the quagmire because right. time's precious. Welcome, automotive aftermarketers, to a Remarkable Results Radio Town Hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Welcome, aftermarketers from North America and around the world to the Town Hall Academy Forum, Getting Things Done, Improving Your Executive Function. Carm Capriato here, your host. Hi. This is a great lesson that wraps up time management and how to actually get more work done. So many great pointers on being organized, being accountable, solid goal setting, awareness of your role, and time wasters. So if you try to do too many things and you don't do them well, this will be a great listen. The forum panel includes shop owner Greg Skolnick, Marianne Croce, and Craig Noel. Hey, a good place to be is on my Remarkable Results Radio Facebook page. Find all my social site links on my website at remarkableresults.biz slash social. The Town Hall Academy is the only forum like it in the automotive aftermarket, and I'm so happy you're getting your insights and inspiration from this audio podcast or from watching the HD video. Now, if you want to catch the video of this episode and see the panel in action, go to remarkableresults.biz slash academy for the archives. And don't forget, we do the Academy Live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern. Join us on Facebook. Now find the links at remarkableresults.biz slash Academy Live. And yes, my website contains all kinds of great content and links to everything that we do on the podcast. And as you know, every episode has their own show notes page. For this Academy, you can find my guests' bios, links to their previous episodes, and the talking points at this URL remarkableresults.biz slash A021. The Academy Podcast, another powerful resource of educational content inside the Remarkable Results Radio Program. Use it to improve your knowledge base and success. Now with me is Greg Skolnick, owner, manager, and master technician at Motorworks in Rockville, Maryland. Greg's a certified master automobile technician and holds the L1 Advanced Engine Performance and Emissions Analysis Certification. He has his AAM certification from Automotive Management Institute. Also, Craig Noel, the owner of three locations, Sun Automotive in Springfield, Oregon. Greg graduated from Lane Community College in 1987 with a Bachelor's of Science in Automotive Repair and started to work for Ford as a senior master technician. And then he worked his way up through the ranks as a team lead, service advisor, and assistant service manager. Craig has also built ground-up street rods, show cars for over 30 years as a hobby. He was headhunted by the original owner of Sun Automotive in 2011, and then he became the GM. And as of 2017, he's the owner of Sun Automotive. And also Mary Ann Croce of Croce Transmissions in Norwalk, Connecticut, and a former banker. Along with her husband, Tony, they own the shop they purchased 17 years ago. Their four-bay, four-tech, and one-service advisor shop is successful because as husband and wife, Mary Ann and Tony work their roles and have abundant trust in each other. Marianne is also a member of Women in Auto Care. Now, enjoy the Academy discussion on getting things done, improving your executive function. Hey, welcome everyone to Remarkable Results Radio and the Town Hall Academy for a, another Friday event. Uh, how exciting to have Greg and Craig and Marianne here. Great subject today, everyone. Getting things done. How do executives actually make things happen? And uh, I, I know one thing for absolute sure. Uh, I suffer with that. And uh, if, if anyone says that they're a machine, they're lying to you. <laughs> do we really, Greg, let me ask you this question. Do we ever have enough time? Absolutely. Uh, I get 24 hours. I think all of us get 24 hours. It kind of feels like we'd like to have more than that, but um, that's because we're trying to jam 10 pounds of stuff in a five-pound bag, you know, so uh, it's really kind of interesting how that works out. So So what's done? So what is really done? I got to start off by saying um, I'm not sure we have all the answers today, but uh, I think we're going to open up some some minds uh, and, and start thinking about a couple of things here. 
it would seem to me that when I was a technician, and I know Craig can vouch for this, and I'm sure that if they're techs uh, or other shop owners that started out as technicians, uh, they can uh, vouch for the same situation, is that we would get a ticket, we would get a job, we'd go road test the car, we'd diagnose it, we'd tell the service advisor what it needs, they sell the work, we get the parts, we put it on the car, we road test the car, make sure everything is fine, we fill out the paperwork, close the hood. It's done. It's done. Right? Finished. You're make that transition from being a technician to being a general manager or being an owner. It's so completely different because this stuff sort of just never ends. It's just the, the hats we wear, the the stuff we needed to, to know know and the and deal with. Just for example, in, uh, someone asked me one time when you started your business, started in the business, did you think you would be doing the things you're doing now? And I just like. I never thought I'd be doing HR work. I never thought that I would be worried about how a, a, a particular employee is feeling today. Um, you know, um, this is not the way we start out. Technicians get do the work, get the job done, and finish. Boom, right? Am I right, Craig? You are correct, young man. <laughs> yeah, okay. So getting something done um, means that you have to be able to define it. Okay, so if you put a box around it and say, okay, so it, it, it's... Uh, a series of tasks uh, to complete a goal, right? And uh, how are we going to, um, uh, th that series of tasks uh, has to be put on some sort of a timeline. So you know when you're gonna start it, um, how you're going to, uh, when you expect to end it, right? So then you can go from from the start, starting with the end in mind and work yourself backwards in these tasks and get it done. We all do that every April, uh, April 15th, right? Ah, that's a great point. I love that. They they made it a law that says you must, and um, we do. Most of us. There it is, right there. It's uh, you make it a must because if we don't pay the government money, they can't waste it. Oh, I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> but you get my point. Um, so how do we do it? I mean, we need it. We need to put all this stuff in a in some sort of a framework and. Um, with our creative minds, it's really difficult to um, stay focused all the time. You know, that's such a great point. Oh, my. For With creative minds, um, Einstein thought that creativity was better than intelligence. I, I don't remember the exact quote, but I, I actually heard that quote from, from Bob Cooper. And uh, th that's interesting. Marianne, as far as you getting things done and living off of a to-do list, I'm not sure if you do or you don't, but what Greg brought up was, here's the task, here's the time, here's the who. A lot of people just write to-dos. They just write pointers. They don't write times. And I think what Greg may have just broken the code open here is that you almost have to put a deadline. I think it starts with strategy first, making a plan, knowing what you need to do. And sometimes that takes like a deep dive to figure out what it is that you're going to do and why you're going to do it. What do you want to achieve? So I think that's the first step. And a lot of a lot of times we forget that because we want to just get in and start doing. We want to create that to-do list. But I think the strategy is very important to, to do the car analogy. It's diagnostics, right? We have to find out what's wrong, where we want to go, where we want to get. And then we go in and we do the repair. So it's the same thing in running a business. We do wear so many hats. I came from a corporate background. So many people, very similar to a technician who's technical, knows what they have to do, the car's finished. When, when you come from a corporate background, it's, it's the same thing as far as a mindset shift because you had someone doing HR. You had all these different departments. So whatever you were in charge of, now you come into the wearing the business owner hats and you're like, okay, I'm responsible for all of this. <laughs> so it's very similar, but I think that's the part of it that we need to do is work on the strategy and be aware of why we're doing what we're doing. And then going go into the actual tactics of how. You know, I think you bring up a good point. The how. I, I, that, that's what kept going through my mind. And Greg, you brought it up. All of a sudden, I have to be an HR person and I have to know finance. And, you know, when my accountant shows me the balance sheet, I'm supposed to really know what the heck that means. And, 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 where, and where am I getting this training? So that just, I guess the word is, Craig, just pile it on. 
Yep, pile it on. I always say I've got big shoulders. You're right. <laughs> it's true. Um, I can tell you that I, I'm sure that it's different for everybody because of the way they need to operate. But I can tell you that three things that affected me greatly, you talk about my hobby, which are, are street rods. When you're creating something, you have to have some forethought in, into what element may affect another. All right. So that's one aspect of just my natural wiring that's been a gift. Um, the second is, you know, one of the things that I was, again, blessed with was the ability to think about other things while still dealing with what was in front of me. As a technician, not only was I thinking about um, the current vehicle I was working on, but I was thinking about the next one and, and what I would be potentially doing. Right. So I'm having some forethought. Those things have been great in regards to preparing me for this specific position. And now that's just me. Don't get me wrong. I don't think everybody else may or may not have those, I guess, um, abilities. However, it's been great to be able to uh, put something as my, as my, one of my sayings is, you know, your goals are in concrete and how you get there in sand. So you're going to be prepared for all sorts of shifting sand, but you've got to get to the end of the beach, right? So you've got to prepare for those things that are going to be shifting. And I just am constantly thinking about the what ifs. That was just an incredible quote. I have a saying, goals are made of concrete. How you get there is in the sand. When I read that, I, I, I had a visual. It took me, I just had a visual of sometimes the struggle is unbelievable to get there. The rewards, if you do a lot of things right, are also just great. When you can literally accomplish those, is it is is the glory, guys and lady, checking it off the box, or is the glory to also to to to, to see something that you may have created, you 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 born something new? It builds momentum yeah. when you get the result, when you get that win, and you've done it. Builds momentum so you can go on to the next thing. Because right. as both you know, gentlemen had said that you're. You're not done. There's always something more to do. Right, right. Oh, except for yesterday. So it was really, really kind of odd because uh, I had an experience yesterday, which was really strange. And it's weird that it was yesterday, the day before this, uh, this particular thing. But um, I found myself in the afternoon wandering around the shop and looking over people's shoulders. And, and I, I went and I had my, I use Outlook, um, uh, the calendar primarily to keep myself organized. I had run out of things to do. And I found that I was wandering around being a pain in the neck. And mm. I finally said to my office staff, I'm like, I, I ran out of things to do. I've never done that before. It's kind of weird. So I'm going home. And they're like, yeah, go home. <laughs> so it's like, it happens. You can do it. If you had nothing to do, is it from your short term, your medium range or your long term goals? Because, you know, if I got to a point where, wow, I got my I got my Friday list done, I want to relish in that feeling, Greg. But I also say, is this an opportunity to go to the next level? Well, sure. But the thing that I had to stop myself from doing was going and getting the next list. OK, and, and, and just piling it on, because when I sat down to talk with you about this and started saying, well, what, let's define this problem, um, because I think everybody who all the viewers can probably relate to this, uh, especially and, and I don't know if many of you know, but I'm also a business development coach with Elite. And, and so I can tell you firsthand that some of my clients suffer terribly from this uh, problem and they just cannot seem to execute for whatever reason. And it, they're distracted. They're terrible. And I, I've been there. I've done that. I, I'm, I'm an ADD person. Um, so I, um, I, it takes one to know one, I would say, but I kind of get to the point um, where you, you have to decide what you're actually trying to accomplish in a global scale. So, I mean, it's one of the reasons that my shop is only open four days a week. It's a balanced thing. And I know it's weird. I know people think it's really strange, but we have to decide what our responsibilities are to ourselves, mm -hmm. to our families, um, to our communities, to, um, I mean, what kind of life do we want to live here? And there's a saying, only your character walks back from the grave, you know? So you want to do a good, you want to be good at what you're doing, right? There's a second saying, and that is that I don't want to be the richest guy in the graveyard. Okay, because you you really can't take it with you, and you know, I, you know, giving money to people like my kids. If I gave them a ton of money, they just waste it anyway. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, by the way, Greg, I won't. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. Good. Thanks, Carm. I'll sponsor you. I'll sponsor you at one of the uh, you know events you go to or whatever. So, um, so realistically, we have to decide on what all the distractions are, right? And and uh, what's keeping us from maintaining that balance point? Where is the balance point? And of course, that shifts constantly. Awareness is like the most important part of this. When you realize, I mean, I, it's like I realized that I was walking around the shop looking for something to do. Okay, and and most of the time. I wouldn't realize it. I'd be just going out there and saying, hey, how come you didn't clean up that stuff on the floor? Or, hey, blah, 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 look over here. It, it's important. That is not a good use of your time, though. Am I right? No. It's not. And it's not positive. Okay? So the positive aspect of it is to let your people do what they're supposed to do. What they're, you know, Make sure they're trained. Let them do what they're supposed to do. And let them make the mistakes that they're supposed to make, that they're going to make, I should say, um, and hopefully learn from. Those are, you know, the things that um, that we really need to do as owners. You know, one of the things that I learned from Bob Cooper is that a shop owner has very specific uh, job descriptions, you know, and there's really, it's very short. Um, it's really kind of just five or six things here. It's like basically our job is to set the long and long-term and short-term goals for the company and to develop the plan that's going to carry out those tactics, as Marianne was saying, to actually create the result. Um, we need to hire the right people and put them in the right seats on our bus. And uh, because we all have to be going in the same direction, right? That's, that's our number three, right? Mm -hmm. Number four, we have to, our job is to make sure that everybody in our organization, um, is at their full potential, or at least give has an opportunity to perform at that potential. And the last part is we have to assure the long-term viability of our company. So we have to make sure it's fiscally sound and we have to make sure that we're uh, not going off in the weeds. Independent shop owners go in the weeds all the time. We buy stuff we shouldn't be buying and we do stuff we shouldn't be doing all the time because there's no boss. There's no boss man on top of it you have to answer to. And that's kind of where the problem is there. So um, if you just stick to that and, and just look at that aspect of it, that our job, our responsibility to the company, to the business is to do the best job at those items. It doesn't mean clean the bathroom. It does not mean shuttle the clients, although I like shuttling clients around sometimes. Um, it does not mean that you're going to pick up the wrench and do that oil change. It means that you, every time you're doing working in the business, you can't work on the business. So it's um, it's it's a real uh, struggle every day. But awareness is important. Business owners' worst boss. I love that. The worst boss, Marianne. Could you relate to that? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, when you're wearing all of the hats and you feel that temptation to be everywhere, what happens is you're switching from task to task. And just as a technician is starting on a vehicle and you pull them away and now they have to go back, figure out where they were. It's not making the most best use of time, right? We know that hurts productivity, but as business owners, we do that type of stuff all the time and we get pulled in many different directions. So what I found that really helped and, and, and no system is perfect, right? We have to be flexible. Just, just like you said, we have our goals, we have our values, they're the concrete but, you know, getting there, we have to have that flexibility, what, what the sand gives us, as you right. said, that's a great quote. But I think what's um, very important is to, for us, because we don't have that boss, is to schedule our time so that we're making the most of it. So I had mentioned this before, but something like, and you can call it whatever you want, but something like a theme day where, you know, I work on my financials on Friday. Does that mean that you take the whole entire day and dedicate that to, no, but you can take an hour, you can take two hours, but whatever it is that you're working on, you take that chunk of time. It doesn't get pushed to the back burner. If it's strategy, if it's what, what types of uh, training do we need for the team? Where are, you know, if it's a team meeting, whatever it is, if, you know, if it's marketing, whatever it is, take that, take that amount of time and allow yourself that opportunity to work on that um, as all of the different things that an owner should be doing, but know your role in the company and have that accountability. I think it's really important to do that. Okay. I got this, I got this small half a million dollar service center. This stuff doesn't apply to me, right, Craig? Oh yes, it does. <laughs> okay. So it applies to everybody. Uh, I think part of the, the big aspect, and I think Craig can speak to this too. Um, 
It has to do with our ability to develop our ourselves and our, learn ourselves and be better at time management. And when people, that's a, that's a term people use all the time, time management. Like I said at the beginning of this broadcast, everybody has 24 hours. Okay. How we use it is up to us. Before Craig answers or, or, or chimes in, um, I interviewed a guy, a uh, great guy, uh, executive director of DSB. It's a 20 group, Dennis McCarran. Actually, I published his second uh, episode today, The Psychology of a Sale. And when, when he was on in episode 216, he says, Carm, and I'm not sure this was unique to him, but I know you'll all relate to this. Time is the new currency. Mm. True. That makes sense. That's a good one. When when somebody calls up and we get these cold calls all the time, it's only going to take. I just want to take five minutes of your time, and you know, it's it, we can talk about the benefit program for your employees. I'm like, you're going to take five minutes of my time? No, no. You know, it was funny. There was on. I I, re, I forget the show it was on, but somebody had stated that I believe it was either Warren Buffett or Bill Gates, and they stated that if um, one of them were walking down the street and they bent over to pick up a hundred dollar bill, they would be wasting time. <laughs> It's crazy. They'd still do true. it. They'd it's still do it. Would pick it up. <laughs> However, I think that it's amazing to think about that. You know, five minutes is how valuable is your time? I can tell you that the transition uh, over the last 12 months has been interesting because just the addition of the financial aspect of being an owner has been something to really adjust to. Not really understanding, uh, uh, Mike Buckridge was the former owner, not really understanding what he did on the sidelines. Um, just now added to my plate was interesting to try to schedule. Greg's absolutely right. You've really got to, you know, we want everybody else. Um, I, I don't want to say beneath us, but everybody else that we've got to manage oh. to be efficient and effective. Right. And we need to actually apply the same thing to ourselves, which is we've got to schedule our time. We've got to make sure that we stay on task. So, you know, for me, even when I'm dealing with some, let's say I'm dealing with three separate, uh, uh, potential aspects of the business that I want to look at. I try to tend to take each one of those and really ask myself, well, how can one affect three? Because if I do three first, maybe one could be more efficiently done. I'm constantly looking at that uh, because I don't like to waste time. Um, Greg knows uh, me very well in regards to my personal life. And there are things that have just put me in a position of understanding the value of time, understanding that, you know, hey, if something doesn't work, you learn from it. And you move on. You do something different. Don't get stuck in the quagmire because right. time's precious. And that's one of the. It's a good segue into the whole concept of uh, trying to stay in Q2 um, most of the day. I don't know. If, uh, I'll, I'll explain it. But basically, if you've ever taken a time management course, they usually break up what we do, um, our actions, into four different categories: Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. And um, it goes from, you know, Q1 being things that are important and urgent, like putting out the fire. That's important. You know, uh, Q2 is things that are important but not urgent, uh, meaning this is the stuff that you really should be doing to work on your business, you know, working on your marketing plan and that kind of stuff. Uh, Q3 are things that are urgent but not important, like your telephone's ringing, the bathroom is dirty and it bothers you, that kind of thing. Um, and Q4 are things that both are not important and not urgent, kind of like opening the mail or going on Facebook, um, you know, that kind of wait thing. A minute, wait, so, a minute, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, Facebook isn't important? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you. I have a love-hate relationship with Facebook because we now have to be on it because we all have our p Facebook pages and now you guys are doing the live thing. It's great. It's great platform for that. It's great for finding or staying involved with your high school buddies or whatever. It is a time suck. It's that little thing on the that roller right there. You see that roller, that thing there? <laughs> it never ends. I mean, it never, ever, 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 ever mm -hmm. ends. It just keeps on going. And then you click back on it and it's all of a sudden it's different again. And it's completely different and it just sucks you in. I love the analogy with the mouse that the wheel it never ends. That's the, the amazing part is that it it just sucks you in. And to your point, you could waste an hour, an hour. And what did you learn? What did you gain? What did you do to move your world forward? Probably nothing. We, we watched kittens, um, which are cute. I love kittens. You know, <laughs> we we saw the worst. Um, 
of pe- people and we've seen the best of people, you know, so the weirdest um, fails and somebody getting married, you know, it's, it's like, and, and then the eventual, you know, this is what I had for breakfast. I don't care what you had for breakfast, you know. Um, but, but it's emotional though, isn't it, Greg? It is an emotional connection with somebody else that's because you're sitting behind a screen, you're not actually in front of them. So it's um, so what you end up with is you, is you watch all these beautiful meals being consumed and then you have to put up with the walk or the exercise program. And then you say to yourself, I have a solution for that. <laughs> <laughs> push back, push back, <laughs> just push back. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, it brings you in. It consumes you. What other distractions? Facebook, Internet? What, what else? How about the technician that doesn't know what's wrong with the car? Um, and they come in or actually for me, um, my guys are great. I don't really have a problem with that. They, they would rather me leave them alone and, um, for good reason, I guess. Um, but, um, stupid stuff, you know, how, um, on your screens, either whether it's Facebook or whoever little box will slide out from the side of the screen and tell you that there's an update for, um, that needs to happen or, um, whether it's the manufacturer of this or you need to update, blah, 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 blah. You could have your computer guy completely update all your stuff. And then 20 minutes later, it needs another one, right? So there's, it just pops out on the screen and it just takes your eyes away and you got to read what's on it. And I hate it. You know, when something happens, we look, and I've recently read a lot about the distractions that we get each and every day and what it takes to get back into and actually, I, I, I did post something most recently on the alumni page about productivity, and there was a lot that came back uh, about having to restart all the time. And, and that has everything to do with what we're talking about, the, the whole restart, the, the, the whole distraction, closing the door, um, cleaning your desktop. Those, those are, in, in my mind, critical productivity pieces about you know, executives getting things done. One of the things that's important for me, uh, and I actually learned this through the One Minute Manager, which is it was remarkable. Um, you know, early on in my general manager position, I found that uh, a lot of the techs would lean on my Ford experience, and so they would ask me a lot of questions. And I don't mind answering a question, but then it gets to, hey, come out and take a look at something for a minute. So what I started to do was say, not a technician anymore. However, did you check this? They pretty much figured out that they could use me as the end all be all and they had to figure it out for themselves i'd I'd add a little guidance but it frees up that a moment that moment of time so what i have to do is limit the amount of spinning plates that i'm looking at i want to spin five really well i don't want to spin 10 mediocre and hope that one doesn't break that's valuable right exactly i gotta limit my squirrels i gotta (laughs) get the squirrel that's what i say i mean it's just it is what it is right greg i'm going to talk about this all the time it's like don't waste time call it what it is try to limit what you can be distracted with Try to make a correction and, and boom, move on. It's just, I, that's my approach. I, it's, it's totally the same thing. I I can I have a door I shut in my office. I use earplugs. I use noise canceling headphones. Um, I, I want to be left alone because that's how I can get my mind going in where it needs to go uh, to do a particular task. And you know, and and I I I really enjoy the idea that uh, I make games out of it sometimes. How quickly can I do all those bank reconciliations? Mm-hmm. I'm down to 17 minutes, by the way. Five, <laughs> five of them. Um, so, um, yeah. So, so you see, it's like a competitive thing too. So, how how efficient can you be at this? How uh, the banker you know, and, in me is so proud of you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, of course, you know, you put it in the QuickBooks properly. It's easy, right? <laughs> so, right. You're a machine. The first thing I thought about is that you're a machine, Greg. Were you always like this? Well, I, I guess I, without blowing my own horn too much, I was a really good diagnostician and technician. I'm a good diagnostician um, when it comes to what's going on with the car. Um, And a lot of the same stuff comes right over to, to this. It's like when I see the, the problem, again, we define the problem and we can say, well, what are some steps that we can take to mitigate some of this damage? And so, yeah, I I think I've always kind of been that way. I'm not super competitive um, like some people are, um, but uh, it's more competition with myself. It's kind of like when I'm going for a bicycle ride, you know, you're 9.93 miles. I'm going to ride around in a circle till I get to 10. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, that kind of thing. I'm just one of those types of OCD people, I guess. I don't know, but uh, that's the way I am. Marianne, secrets to getting things done? Well, what we found in our shop was similar to what both gentlemen had stated, like with the distractions. Really, for me, the best thing using Facebook as an example was to schedule my Facebook time. Mm-hmm. So it was going for a walk in the morning on the treadmill, you know, elliptical, whatever it is, do the Facebook you know, then, and that's it. If I'm out, if I'm out there for 45 minutes, that's when I'm looking at it. I'm not looking at it till later on in the day. Of course, on Fridays at noon, I'll be there, but for Karma Show, <laughs> but, but you schedule it, you schedule it. Yeah, and, right. and that helps a lot because you know, you'll check it at a certain time later, later, and you don't go on those tangents, What Tony and I did early on um, and it was just due to sheer overwhelm and wearing so many hats. I felt like I was really getting burnt out. Was we sat down one day and we made a list of everything that we did during the course of a day, during the course of a week, all our responsibilities. And when we started looking at this list, we were both amazed at how long this list was and all of the tasks. And many of them were those tasks that were not important and, you know, urgent and just terrible. So what we started doing was we started categorizing those things to see what we could actually delegate, what we could outsource, what we could hand off. So if you have like a a piece of paper in your mind, and you made four columns on it and you put like a dollar amount and then the next column, two, two dollar signs and then, you know, three and then four. And you said to yourself, OK, answering that email, re, um, opening the mail, uh, uh, cleaning up the bathroom, doing all of those things. What would it actually cost me to have someone come in and do that? And, and, and you make up that number in there and you put all that tasks in that item that in that list. Then you go to the next one. What is it that would take more, you know, technical experience or someone trained to do? And you put that in there. And really, as an owner, you should be working on those higher level tasks, projects that are really going to either have your company move to another level, make your company sustainable, um, have the security in that business so that it's going to be around. Maybe it's succession. Uh, Maybe it's you know, being able to send your team for more training, develop your team. So it's a win-win for everyone. But if we're caught up in all of those other tasks, we're focusing on the the wrong things. things. We found that helpful. Like I said, is it perfect? No, you know, but it really made a huge impact. But you did something about it. And and I love that personal discipline to write it down. Uh, that's something that uh, I've been coming to terms with uh, in order to get all of my production done and out. And uh, anyway, Craig, how about you? Give, give us some great tactics that you're using. One of them, which is something I've had to readjust to over the last couple of years as I've had to prepare for the purchase just the preparation was unbelievable but then the the transfer and transition right so one of the things that i've allowed myself to do and everybody here carm probably yourself as well i mean we're we're hardworking people and we're ones that like to get something done so if something has to be done we just do it so to greg's point which is you need to hire great people i i see that 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 specific alone along with delegating to those good people relieve you of feeling like you have to do it. And that's what you have to allow yourself is not to feel anymore like you have to do it because you've made it. Now you're here. So the time you spend on it, right? You're the coach now. You're not just a player. So now now you need to instruct the team and, and have the team perform at a high level. So now that's your job. So you don't have to well, I'm the same as Greg. I mean, I'll go in and clean the bathroom if it needs to be cleaned. However, <laughs> the obligation, you have to switch your thinking to the obligation of feeling you have to do it to making sure that those things are being done in a different way, whether that's outsourcing uh, or, or whether that's just make sure you're leading. I, I love what you just said. And Marianne, I want to tie back into what you said about the three, the, the, the $4 signs, the, the one, the two, the three, the $4 signs. And it's almost like dollar sign one and two should almost be in the delegation zone and if it's not a hiring outside it should be i know my team can get the bathroom clean i guess all i have to do is put up a schedule is is that simple make it a law 
pay our taxes by April 15th, right? By nine every morning, someone cleans the bathroom. That's the law, right? Well, therein lies the accountability aspect that we we so sorely need to work on. And I'm one of those, I, I admit, I'm sure that Every one of us have that. And if anyone says they don't, they're lying. That's one of the things that I had, um, and, and to Marianne's um, case, uh, we have to give ourselves a break here. Um, we are human. Even though you say you see us as machines, we are humans. Um, and we're working on our journey. We're taking our path. And um, we are training ourselves. Okay. So, uh, and, and not everybody trains the same way. Everybody, you know, some people... Um, are auditory, some people are visual, some people are kinesthetic, and some people are combinations of all of it. So um, so going to classes or going to being in a 20 group and those types of things are, are crucial. So how do you find the time to do it? You just do it. You have to. It's your own training. So I think that's really crucial. I, I also think the writing it down, oh, I got a little story to tell you. This is pretty quick. Just like Marianne was talking earlier, Years ago, I was doing all of it. I was juggling all of all of it myself, and um, had uh, you know a couple of technicians and all that. But I was running the whole front end. I was stressed to the max. I mean, it was just it was terrible, and uh, I could never get finished. The cars weren't done. That you know the tickets weren't finished. I had to do all the QCs. I was doing all the you know all the uh, road testing, and um, one day I decided that I needed to 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 to, to figure this out, and I I. Back in those days, we used things called they. I don't know if you know what they are, but they're called spiral bound notebooks. <laughs> Ever heard of those? <laughs> so I took a spiral bound notebook and I put down the time of day over a week period. A week um, back then it was five days, um, and I wrote down for for a week all day every time that my shifted my focus from what I was doing to what I had to do next or what phone call called. I'd just write down the time and. I figured out that over that week's period, the average amount of time, not including my lunch period, but the average amount of time that I had to focus was 11 seconds. 11 seconds. Let that sink in for a minute. 11 seconds. Okay. So things like if you're answering the phone, that's a reactive thing. When the phone rings, you pick it up. And you go, I guess I'm have a can I help you? Okay, so now you're gonna be here for 10 minutes like this, okay? Because it's a customer who wants, and then you're like this, and then you're on the computer and you're you're making up an appointment for them, right? So the problem is is that at five minutes in or six minutes in, the phone rings again, second line. So now what? Okay, so now you're time shifting again, like Marianne was saying, and we, we, we can't keep track of that. It's just too, there's too many things happening at once. And pretty soon there was a point where I was having little post-it notes down my, my desk and I would be there until 830, 9 o'clock at night. I'm calling people up with estimates and stuff at 830 and they're like, Greg, why are you there? I'm like, yeah, I got so much to do. I don't want to be that guy anymore. You know, so those are warning signs, Greg. Oh, yeah. And yeah. And yeah, like I said. I don't want to be the richest guy in the graveyard. So I got a family. I got things I want to do. Um, that's one, one of the things I did was to create my roles and goals sheet, um, which I use weekly. I think I sent you one of those. But basically, it's um, – I don't know if you can see it or not. I got one here. You can see it. I don't know if you can see it. But basically, it's, it's a bunch of um, lines. It's an empty page. And it, it, it basically gives me uh, – three things in, in all the different areas of my life, all the hats I wear um, that I might want to get accomplished this week. And sometimes they're not three, sometimes there's one, maybe not, but you know, things like the different aspects of, per, you know, personal, physical, emotional, spiritual is like one whole thing, like going and exercising. You guys will tell you, I, I leave the shop every day at 1030 in the morning to go exercise. It's because I need to do that. And as we get older, we need more maintenance, right? So um, it's really important uh, to do that. So the, the other stuff is um, like spouse and uh, I'm a grandparent. So, um, uh, you know, I, I some of you people only have kids and they, you know, whatever, you got to do stuff with your kids. You got to be part of their lives. So uh, you might want to put that in there, you know, your community involvement, whether it be through your church or synagogue or whether it be Boy Scouts is mine. That's what I do. Um, Boy Scouts is my thing. Um, then there's a whole section of being the owner of the company and the vision because the owner is supposed to have vision forward, right? Bookkeeping and accounting. I'm big, I'm big on that, right? 
Good. Okay. And um, marketing and promotion. I mean, you name them all, the employee relations, professional development, uh, internal systems and physical plant. Um, you got to, you know, things need to be fixed. Client relations, calling them. I got three more. Your peer management group and I'll just say home maintenance and uh, things that are in your mind. These are things that just come to your mind. I got to change the furnace filter. <laughs> you know, so um, you just write it down. And at the end of the week, you check them off or whatever. And what didn't get done, you move to the next week. But it keeps you balanced. The idea is the whole, at least keeps me balanced. And all of this came about because you couldn't focus or concentrate? My young son at that time um, complained that I was angry all the time. And Gene, Gene, if you're listening, I know he's smiling right now. Um, So I was angry all the time. I wasn't really very happy. You know, and I think when you're really stressed to the max and you're you're doing too many things and you're not doing here's I was telling you about the the axe thing before. um, If you try to do too many things, you end up doing none of them very well. Mm. So we have to define what we're trying to accomplish and then just bring it back. We don't want to say no. We're not good at saying no. We want to help people, you know, so. Um, but we do have to protect ourselves. It's just like being a lifeguard. You're trying to save somebody from drowning. The first thing you have to do is fend them off because they're just flailing around. They're going to grab you and pull you down. You have to be able to fend and then turn them around and grab them and pull them back to shore. You know, so it's just, it's crucial. So um, it is one of those things that we just, you just have to realize it and then say, okay, I'm only one person. I can only do so much, you know? So, so I'm working on, this year, my mantra is to master uh, time management in my life using uh, the Microsoft suite of stuff, you know, like um, Outlook and, you know, OneNote, those things. So that that's my goal is so there are classes like on lynda.com and you can just spend time with it and you can learn what it can do and what it can't do. I, I'm not very good with the task part yet, but I'm working on it. Marianne so, had a great point. You know, she had stated that she made that list, her and her husband made that list and right. they went through and they categorized. I find that that was a, for me, it was a good exercise because what you should do is write down everything that you feel that you have to get done. Now change the word from have to, to should. So should you do that? Hmm. Or can somebody else do that? Narrow mm-hmm. the field, keep your focus on what you should do, delegate what you shouldn't do. And uh, you'll be amazed at how much it, it shrinks and you can more effectively use your time. Perfect. If you can't do it anymore, doesn't mean you need to. And it's okay to say, I don't need to do that anymore, but I can do it. Every once in a while, I got to do the bathroom, right, Greg? Right. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. Because nobody can do it like you. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Nobody can do it as good as and, – and that's another thing. Remember, these employees we have, even though they're superstars, they're not us. <laughs> they're not going to be us, okay? Nope. They're them. And you got to just, just know that when you're trying to make them you, it doesn't work. Yeah, it does because yeah. you stick. Remember, Greg. Remember, remember the bathroom theory. You can put that penny in a place you know that it should have been found when it was cleaned. And so, while you clean it, that every once in a while, you stick that penny in there and say, "Hey, Josh, did you find that penny? What penny? Let's go find it. <laughs> it's okay. It's like, it's, like it. a, it's like putting a fifty-dollar bill in the uh, inside the the, uh, the employee guide, right, or whatever at the end of the last near the last page of the employee guide, or something like that, to see if they got it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah, that's a mindset thing, I believe. Yeah. When you, w- many of us, w- Tony and I felt the exact same way when we opened up our shop. That excitement and that drive of we'll do what we have to do. I mean, it's okay. We'll clean the bathroom. We'll shuttle people. We'll do this. We'll do that. If we have to stay a little bit later to wait for someone to, you know, to get their car, we'll do whatever. We- because that excitement and drive is what gets you going. But it can also burn you out. I think you just said a mouthful. There are many entrepreneurs and shop owners that never get out of that rut, if you will, and they have a really big business, but it's all consuming of them. And, and it looks like each of you have taken, it was your, you were in a vice. Some people want to stay in it. They almost live in that level of stress. But Greg, I think you, you had that, that realization that it just couldn't be like that forever. And I think that's the important piece of what this, this academy has been about. When is enough enough? When should I start hiring? When should I be a better delegator? Right. Well, the part of delegating and we, we suck at delegating. I'm sorry. I, I think um, 
most of us anyway. And if Gene is really good at delegating, I'd like to hear from him. But okay, in any case, <laughs> of the, it's it's not so much that the delegation part is there; it's the follow up and and it's the accountability aspect. That's what I'm working on right now because I'm a, I try to be a really nice guy. I try to be very respectful of everybody I, I work with. Um, and there comes a time when you have to say, wait a minute, hold it. Didn't you say you were going to blah, 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 you know, and how come it's two weeks later and I'm the one asking the question, you know, um, why is it like that? Why aren't you telling me about this? You know, and so sometimes it's a little, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be that guy either, but sometimes you have to turn up the heat a little bit, just to make sure that they're focused. And uh, other times I have to give up on stuff. I was doing, uh, you know, we were doing recording um, all the front end staff in my shop every week. We were pulling recordings off the sales calls and we were critiquing them themselves. They started to feel a little bit uncomfortable with it. So I said, okay, back off. Let's, let's back off. It doesn't mean I gave up on it. It just means that I'm not doing it every week with them as a group. Okay, yeah, so. that, that's a that's a good one, Greg. You know, Carm, I'm not sure if you're uh, aware of uh, Mike Davidson, but uh, Greg knows him very well. Yeah. Um, um, awesome. Oh my gosh, it must have been like three or four years ago. Mike Davidson was speaking at one of our elite conferences, and he, he had talked about um, how he ran his business, and he had used this term, hey, we're going to go show you how to wash the truck. And I thought, <laughs> I, I, where's he going with this, right? And uh, so whenever he has a new hire in the shuttle position, he takes them out there, and he washes the truck and he has that individual watch him. And I thought, what an interesting perspective because we can sit for hours and explain to somebody how to play the game of Monopoly, but until we do it, we don't get it. I found that when you set that, once Mike Davidson put that into perspective for me, it really sets the tone for how you can push the ship off the dock and be, be able to rely on that person when you really put in that initial dedication to show them what you want and then, and then you get a better, you get a better result from it. I, mm-hmm. I, I really, it resonated with me huge. Yeah, so instead of telling somebody, yeah. you, you really got to set the expectation right off the get go. So they understand right. what you mean. It's, it's been helpful. And, and not necessarily to, to catch them doing something wrong. It, no. You want to catch them doing something right. Exactly. You know, one of the things that I think that this aspect of, of, of time management that I've been working on with myself has really helped with has to do with uh, employee reviews. We love employee reviews, don't we? All can you all say that how much we love employee reviews? You know what? I put them uh, I made up a schedule for my employees and I, I do them I do six month reviews just because I'm trying to be better than doing it every year. It, it, I put them all in Outlook on my calendar. And it's like, not saying that you have to do today, but this week has to be done. Right. So, uh, and the guys are used to it now. And, um, I think they appreciate it because they need feedback because we hate judging them because I hate being the judge of how, how, what kind of employee they are. Um, that's, that's my own crap that's inside of Mm -hmm. me, you know? So, um, but it, it really has helped quite a bit. Two points you gentlemen had both hit on that resonate with me. One of them is the employees. Okay. When we, you mentioned reviews, one of the things I think as leaders of our businesses, sometimes we don't think of ourselves as leaders. I know as Tony had had thought when we opened our business and we were talking, he thought of himself as a technician turned shop owner. I always thought of myself as a shop owner who happened to, I mean, as an owner, business owner who happened to own an automotive repair shop different mindset. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. when you talk about that, I look at um, opportunities to be a leader, to be an example. Am I doing what I'm, you know, practicing what I'm preaching that I expect from my team and developing the team? I think those reviews could be looked at as a way to develop them. Where do you want to go? Focusing on their strengths, what they're good at, and maybe developing that for them. So I think that opportunity can be Initially, it's a negative. Many people think of it that way, but I think we can turn it into a positive. And the other thing um, that Craig had said about showing them how to wash the car, that's great. And with onboarding, we want to do actually more of this, but you can take those things that you want people to know how to do and use technology. Um, Take a video of how you want the car washed and download it. And now anybody that comes in goes to that training video. And now the shop owner is actually focusing on those um, strategies and things that are going to move the business forward instead of having to physically go out and 
wash the car and then get interrupted by a phone call or, you know, whatever, whatever's going on that day, but make use of the technology to um, really empower people, empower your team. Very good. Excellent. We've, uh, we've actually had a, 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 a podcast, uh, a round table, service writer uh, round table on video taping all the procedures and the policies in the, in the company. And uh, it was from a millennial who came up with the idea, not that it was his idea, but who literally made it happen inside, inside their company. And uh, there's a lot of people very excited about moving in that, in that direction. Yeah, it is a tall order. Listen, uh, Greg, get that on your long-term goal sheet for me, please. Let me write that down. So look at everyone. Thank you for being here. Uh, this went beyond my expectations. And in fact, I almost feel round two someday. If you would all come back and let's get, let's dive in a little deeper. Uh, maybe what happens is, is that the industry, uh, re, you know, they get a chance to, to, uh, to, to watch this over and over again as I repurpose this out in HD video next week and watch it on Facebook all weekend. But there, there's so many great pointers. Wow. And, and, you know, one of my biggest takeaways was is this. Schedule with yourself, Greg. And I think that is one of the things that, that you did. You know, go to Outlook and say, hey, the, this is when I have to do this particular task. And when you click dismiss, the only person that you're kidding is yourself. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Every Monday morning, um, I spend usually at least an hour, sometimes it's longer than that, setting up my week. And so it's like an appointment with myself just to lay it all out, including time to do stuff that's not in Q2. You know, so um, if I have to go do something else, it's okay. I just, as long as it's in, as long as I, I I'm, I'm agreeing to it, you know, so because we're all on, our, like I said, we're on our paths and we're going at our speed. And sometimes um, I, I go through these, what I call life speed attacks, where nothing is happening fast enough. And if you just move out of the way, I'll do it, you know, um, but uh, it, it's not healthy. We, we want to teach these people to be the best they can be. Well, I want to thank you, uh, Mr. Skolnick, Greg Skolnick, Craig Noel, and Mary Ann Croce for being on the show. And you promise that when we, uh, we want to do this again, you'll come back? Sure. Ding, ding. We'll be here. Of course. You got it. It's Have a great weekend, party. everyone. Okay. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so too. much. Bye. Bye. All right. Take care. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.